Hi, my name is Norman Butterfield, and I'm a rancher. My family's been making high-quality ranch dressing for over 100 years. If you've ever dipped a carrot anywhere in the Midwest, by golly, you've probably tried Butterfield Ranch dressing. Huh. But lately, it's been hard times out here on the Butterfield Ranch. With climate change and supply chain shortages affecting the globe, leaves our little ranch dressing operation in a tough spot. As you are probably aware, ranch dressing is extracted from the great yellow poplar tree, much like maple syrup. Due to a major drought and a serious lack of fertilizer, our trees just aren't producing ranch dressing like they used to. Even when we pull as much as we can get, we can't process the raw ranch dressing without certain chemicals. Now you see, ranch dressing fresh from the tree is corrosive, enough to burn the skin off your body. We need a steady supply of uranium enriched sawdust and AAA batteries to mix into the raw ranch dressing bring it to a safe level of consumption for the consumer. But these supplies are getting expensive, to be quite honest with you. We have to train over 300 migrant workers from Cambodia every season. They don't even speak English, and they don't know anything about ranch dressing. We can't get spare parts for the vibrating storage containers. If we don't have these working properly, the ranch dressing is just going to blow its top. It's an uncertain future for the Butterfield family, but you can help. Send us your donations if you want to keep one of North America's greatest ranch dressing companies alive. Think of that next time you eat chicken wings. Alright, welcome to Redube Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. Let me try that again. <laughs> McIntosh. Added another O. Mikotush. I'm going to add another O because uh, I'm going to add another O to all the O's in my name. So I'm going to be Brandoon McIntosh. Brandoon McIntosh. That's the popular thing to do, no? you know, right? That's why, you know, the company Goop, that's just Gwyneth Paltrow's initials with two O's in between. Goop. Oh, that really? Yeah, apparently that's a, a very, that's a marketing method, right? Look, you got kudo. So There's the two you'd O's. You'd be boom. Yeah, you, I'd be, you, I'd be booming. You, I'd be popular. Brandoon. Boom. Boom. Macin, Boomer Macintosh. Macintosh. I'd go for that. The double O's. You don't have any O's in your name. I got a lot of A's, though. You're missing out. You can add those. Tyler Rue. You'd fit in in Australia. That. Nope, I don't want to be that. They add oohs and o's to every name there. If you got a dog, it's not a dog; it's a doggo. I got a bunch of a's in my last name. I just chopped a bunch out. <laughs> you just you gave a few away. Combined them. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Your your name would be very difficult in the game of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, you would have no idea what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's with all these a? I like to buy an a and just like you get a bunch. You get a lot of a's. Just in the last name, but there's a lot of them and there's an f and an m they have it's you know it's or your name f, now no it's the f and the s beside each other 
that I combined to make to a Z because it makes more sense. Yeah, you can do whatever you want now. You're an adult. You can just mess up your name as much as you want. I did it for stand-up because people on dumb open mics couldn't read my real name. <laughs> it was just, and it reads, yeah, it reads so fanatic, fanatically perfect now as Shazma. Yeah, and it's what I'm, like, growing up that that spelling was on the back of sporting jerseys. My uncle had a license plate spelt that way because it's only six five letters see i was thinking of getting trying a different name out trying my middle name some people do that so yeah, some of my social media's got my middle name as my first name it's Just, too late to change though it's too late to change what do you mean where's where does the change happen early early you gotta pick a stage name early I'm not talking about a stage name, just my name in general. Or just in general? Why? Are you having are you having any identity problems? I don't know. I hate well, this fucking let's go Brandon thing's going on that's longer than it needs to. That's got inside your head, eh? Uh a little bit. It's it's annoying. It's Every time conf- I see it, it is annoying. It's confusing. Like I saw I saw an attractive lady on the internet the other day. Yep. I was like, Oh, attractive lady on the internet. That piques my fancy sometimes, you know? It's yeah. not all the internet's for. <laughs> it's a big chunk of it but yeah there's a lot of it going on there peaked my fancy at least for a second and then she i noticed she was wearing a let's go brandon sweater i'm like really yeah hot conservative chicks are out there was it on tinder or is it just like a like a porn girl with a let's go brandon shirt on? i don't know if it was a porn girl i think it might have been like a that i can be you see that's a different that's different Instagram. that's almost if I saw that, not knowing what the Let's Go Brandon thing was about, I'm like, ooh, this is encouraging. Oh, I like this. Showed up in a pornography. <laughs> yeah. This was a Let's Go Brandon shirt. If I had no context of what yeah, it was, I'm like, like, I'm Brandon, God. I will go. It's like when you're at like a coffee shop and they call the wrong, they call your name, but it's not your order. You're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> God, I got it early and I got I'm an extra name. one. Tyler. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, oh, there's other people with your name. No. You have to realize that sometimes too, Brandon, that other people... There's only so many first names, yeah, and we, so bo- we both dumb. have pretty common first names for the time period in which we exactly. were born. Exactly. I grew up in the 90s, 90210. There was a Brandon. That's what everyone referred me to as when I was a kid. I don't know where the Tyler thing came from, but I don't like it. It's it's a 90s name, man. Yeah. Same with Kyle and Matt. They all just kind of popped up out of nowhere. I don't like it because there was a baseball coach in my hometown. He never even coached me. He was a couple years younger, but his son's name was Tyler. But just the way he would say, Tyler, you'd hear him at the ballpark. Tyler. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to be Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I was on a hockey team. Ta- I was on a hockey team. I played defense with another guy named Brendan. Another guy named Brendan and a Brennan. So there's a Brandon, two Brennans, and a Brennan. Yeah. And one was McConnell, one was Mac McDonald, and I was Macintosh. So you can't even go last. You can't it even go chaos. BMAC. You can't go BMAC. They're all BMACs. Yeah. We're just, you get BMAC sometimes as a nickname. I do. Back then, it would have been all BMACs. Yeah. It, yeah, that was a weird one. I felt bad for my coach. <laughs> just, just screaming at us. Names are weird. We're born. We're little apes that are born. And then we need to identify each other, so our our parents go. We're gonna call you this. Yeah. This noise we're gonna make. This is that's gonna noise. identify with you. You're that's gonna, gonna be, be you're this now forever, unless you decide to change it. Which I guess that's what we were talking about. You can change it. You can legally change it. You can just just whatever social media you want. You a lot just, of people just accept that's what they are because you hear it from birth. So your initial brain function is to identify yourself with that sound. That yeah. Noise. And I feel like your family might get offended if you change your name, thinking they're like, what, you don't like, 
You don't like being a, a Tyler, or you don't like the name I gave you, kind of thing. I don't mind Shazma, and a lot of people just call me Shazma now. So it's like I like that. Like all my cousins and people in my family also have, can be called Shazma, but I say it's stuck really hard with me. Yep. But if there's a bunch of us in a room and you say Shazma, we'll all turn our heads probably. <laughs> Flows well. Well, what are you, what are you on Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? It's Ty Shazma. Because I don't Shazma. mind Ty, and I got Ty growing up. A lot of my like family and stuff. Tyler was too long, and I think maybe because extra of, syllable. Tyler. It's just easy to call me Ty. Yep. I got Ty a lot growing up. Still do from like family and stuff, and I don't mind Ty. Yeah, that's where I thought Reginald could come in because it's like a, it just sounds like an older, more distinguished name. I feel like I might have to wait a few more years, maybe, before I bust out Reginald. No, I think you go with Reggie now. You gotta go Reggie, not Reginald. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie McIntosh. Reggie just sound like a reggae artist from well, Scotland. I was gonna say a baseball player, but it's a baseball name. Reggie, Reggie McIntosh. Reggie says, McIntosh. Yeah, that's a solid baseball name. That's a good baseball. I gotta get good at baseball. Maybe uh, frisbee golf. It is it still, still. Well, <laughs> so your Twitter handles Ty Shazma. You're you're pretty active on Twitter still. I'm pretty active on Twitter. I go there. through phases where like I'll sit on Twitter for a little bit, and like I'll be on it a lot reading, and then I'll go through phases where I'm writing stuff. Sometimes I'll tweet like a sporting event or something, yeah. or if there's like. I was doing that hashtag game a bit that Danny Menelo was running. Yep. And they were fun if you're bored on a Tuesday night. I think it's like a hashtag wars or whatever it's called. And I would get going on those. And it's a fun writing exercise. That's what Twitter's always been for me for the 19 years I've had. The it. shortness of words. You're, you got to get it all in. Yeah. Well, it used to be, what, 14 characters, but I think I they upped know. it now. But uh, I like that, uh, the word structure, that it did have to be a certain number of words. So, so you'd write something long, and then it would force you to cut the fat out to still say the same joke. It's great for comedians took to it first. Like, early yeah. on, comedy and Twitter kind of went hand in hand, because it is a writing exercise. In, uh, and when shit happens, when that Will Smith slap happened, I found out I was on Twitter, and like then it's just joke after joke, and then you you know it becomes like this comedian writing circle for a while yeah. when something big happens so i've been out i've been out of the twitter world for a long time i never go on like you I, got I click it. on links once in a while can we talk about why yours you you had to step away from twitter why did i have to step away from twitter i think you got overran by porn stars at one point in your life yeah like it was all porn because i had to weed out all the porn that was on my twitter because twitter is also the one place where you can still post naked lewd pictures <laughs> i didn't post them they don't i just work with these people i know but like porn stars love comedians and porn stars love twitter yeah because you can post full-on dicks going into assholes on they just uh, they don't care it's so weird i don't know you it's can still wild, do that oh, i thought that still was, it's the I wild didn't. west man but that's not why I, I just lost interest. There's, I think Instagram came into the picture or something. I'm just like, you know what? I got too much. Yeah. I don't need all this Twitter. But I go back on my account, and it's like every two years, I just leave a message that says, hey, I'm back. What did I miss? And then nothing for two years. And, hey, guys, I'm back. I haven't been here a while. Yeah. What's going on? And then just fucking just give up. Well, because I think Twitter was kind of big when you did the right hand too, right? It and was. Then, and then yeah. they made, like, I don't know if they made you get one, but you changed your actual handle to Kid Macintosh. So isn't that your nickname on the show or something? No, it's been my name oh. the whole time. I don't okay. know why. I probably like, went through a phase where I like Kid Cuddy. 
I did like his first album. That's probably right around the time. That actually makes more sense. That is right <laughs> around the time that Twitter started. I didn't know you got really into Kid Cudi. I don't know. It maybe had to do We with all the did show. kind of. Our whole apartment did when his first record came out. That's when we were all living together in Oakville. Yep. So I, I don't know what the deal is there. but uh, I thought Kid Macintosh came from Porno Dan, though. I thought that was his nickname for you. Eh, kind of. I don't really know. Or, or maybe you exposed that then. I don't know the story, but I remember that was your Twitter handle. Is that still your Twitter handle? It is. And, uh, yeah, I've been on it in forever. Kid. Don't go on Twitter. It, it's just funny because yeah. UFO Twitter is a big thing. That's that's another about, category, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge, huge part of Twitter. Anything. No end of the world stuff, like, it's right up your alley. Comedy, porn, and end of the world stuff is what... Twitter's full of. Yeah, I just thought it was one one too many social media things. And now I have TikTok. I, I should just get rid of that. See, thing. that's the one I'm not getting. That's the beast. But what? So now, so Tyler, you're a Twitter user all the time. What do you think about Elon Musk buying the entire company today? I literally just read that 20 minutes before yeah. we started this podcast and I didn't read the article. It all depends on what old uh, Muskie's plan is to, with the thing, you know? Like, is he, is he planning. Is he going to change anything? Or does he just own it now? He's just collect, going to collect whatever money Twitter makes. How does Twitter even make money? I don't know how Twitter makes money. Advertising. All right. Straight advertising. Everything. He's, he's doing it as more of a, like, he's trying to save free speech, he says. he's trying Well, then to that's do... good because, like I said, Twitter is the one place where you can still post a dick and an asshole. Try doing that on <laughs> anywhere else. But, like, you can, like, write something just even slightly offensive with no hateful meaning towards anyone. Like, comedians making jokes and you can get pulled. Just people get shadow banned all the time or, like, suddenly you can't find someone's username. Yeah, yeah. that happens on Instagram more, but it happens yeah. on Twitter, too. So he's more after this kind of, uh, this how their system of how they're censoring people and who they choose to censor and who right. they don't. Like, the fact that, like, they can censor a bunch of like radical crazy politicians like donald trump they pulled his but he yet there's still active times. terrorists that have twitter accounts well they should be getting banned too i think i think uh the free speech argument is such a good argument because of course i'm for free speech but not free hate speech no and like like it's hard to have both i guess like <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be. You can should be able to have a free speech without fucking bigots. That's well. That's why there should be open dialogue. It's where's all the, the time. line? You yeah. know, it might be crazy now, but if you keep shutting these people down, they're just gonna get louder. So, do you think that old Musky, old E Musky here, is gonna have uh, like a better guideline for when he bans people? I think so. I think so. I think he's gonna reverse a lot of people's ban. I don't think he's, they're gonna ban anyone. I think you got to ban the hate groups and people that because like something like the big one that they talk about is the storming of the Capitol building right on uh, January 6th of last year. Yeah. And a lot of that was queuing on assholes on Twitter, right? Yep. And I think that's what they want to stop is actual like terrorist groups and fucking, you know, mm-hmm. He's, it's cool when it's a flash mob yeah. and a bunch of people dancing in a circle at an Orange Julius in the mall. But he's taking approach where I think I've heard from a lot of different people where it's like, instead of just fighting and suppressing this and censoring it, open the dialogue. As crazy as it might be, be at the beginning, yeah, if you let all these fucking nut jobs, give them the microphone, let them say whatever they want in front of a public forum or Twitter, whatever they want, it's going to be wild shit. But the fact that you're letting them and you actually have a... A meaningful, like, it might be a debate. 
it might get heated, but like that's the only place that's the, that's where you have to start. You can let them talk. Yeah. They can talk, but the moment they start organizing something that's going to violently harm a minority group or a, any type of group, that's oh, yeah. when you got to be pull the plug on it. I so think. I'm sure he's gonna have. Yeah, there's gonna be things like that in place. They're gonna still be tracking like. Like, hey, meet up here and bring your shotguns. We're going to take a walk through town. Yeah. (laughs) Shut it down. But that's for all gatherings. Like, people use Twitter for that, whether it's peaceful protests or, like, riots or planned attacks. Like, Well, it's also when it happens, even just a small riot or a small protest or something, once it happens, Twitter is so instant that everybody gets on board and they either start tweeting about it or they're like, oh, I got to get downtown to this mm-hmm. spot right away so because of that instant like you can tell a bunch of people one thing right away yeah like that's gonna bring people it's the same as when will smith gets slapped at the oscars and now a bunch <laughs> of comedians are cracking wise about it it's like you'd say hey we're gonna meet up here and throw rocks at people a bunch of bigoted assholes are gonna meet up and throw rocks at people yeah, and you're just going to have to deal with those people and let them work it out. It's, it's honestly, I forget the guy's name. He um, He's this black blues artist, and he like he's met all these different KKK members, and like one at a time, he's gotten them to just give oh, up. Oh, yeah, that life, fuck, what is that guy's up. name? I forget his name. He's, he was on Joe Rogan. That's where I heard his story. Oh, I didn't hear him there. But he, like, that's his exact thing. Like, you have to have an open dialogue with these people. Like, you just, the only way they'll understand, like, clearly these people are ignorant. Mm. They don't, they're, it's probably brought up that way in some sense. I'm sure there's a lot of mental illness thrown in there too, but like, you know, as long as they're willing to listen too. Yeah. Yeah, let these people fucking scream at each other until their fucking voices are hoarse and then they realize they just have to sit down and actually work it out. And it's finding like what, what people have in common more than what people have against each other. That's like true. Always, like politics have ripped people apart, but like you start breaking it down, be like, "What's your favorite taco flavor or flavor? Like, what do you like on your tacos?" <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to be talking about tacos. No, no but you can about... if you get them talking about music and arts. Sure, they'll have disagreements. Maybe they both like the same Bill Murray. Movie. Oh, you think that's the way to sway them into being less bigoted? Is to start yeah. conversations where you find common ground over. Yeah, something. it might be s- s- stupid minor things like that. But it just me like, do you love your mother too? It's just like <laughs> deeper things like that. When you realize people have more in common than they have against each other. That makes sense, I guess. That's a good start. I guess it's a good start. So this whole fucking Elon Musk buying Twitter, I, 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 I'd say it was a good thing if it wasn't Elon Musk, who is clearly a supervillain. Uh, amongst his other billionaire cronies, I don't know why people aren't picking up on this. I don't. Know. Why do you think he's a super villain? I, I think he's trying to do things for good. I think he he seems like he's a little out there, but he's like he he's trying to build robots, Tyler. He's trying. He wants to bring out humanoid robots in like two years. He has the neural link. He's trying to link us all up. Yeah, that kind of... When has any of this turned out good in, in sci-fi movies? It's always a dystopian I don't think future. we should be all linked up. I don't, And I don't think he we wants, should be downloading our brains onto hard drives. He's a supervillain. Every supervillain in the movies, most of them, are billionaires. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> Jeff need, Bezos. You need, he's a, he, look at that guy. You need money to do evil. Like, yeah, nobody's do, Nobody's doing good with money. And... Yeah, that's exactly what... There's enough people watching Marvel movies to figure this out. These aren't the good guys. And the problem is, 
You know who the superheroes are in those movies? Also billionaires. <laughs> fucking no, Iron fucking... Man and Batman. The, the practical Peter ones. Parker. Spider-Man. He's a photographer. Freelance photographer who gets bit he's by a, a spider. He's a kid. But like Freelance most, kid. most practical superheroes who have to have the money to throw at crazy suits. But the thing Spider-Man was smart about it, he goes, hey, I can start selling photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> Make some real money. Here. He's smart. Okay. <laughs> so not all superheroes are billion. A lot of them are though. Spider Man is a punk kid from New York, just like you and me. So it's billionaires versus billionaires. And That's why Spider Man's the only Marvel villain or Marvel superhero that I really know or care about. Yeah. I don't. I haven't watched any of the other movies. Spider-Man. That's your one. Yeah, even the new Spider Man's. I got to get into him, but I like Spider Man because he seemed like a regular guy. Yeah, you just want a tight suit to Toby jump McGuire, tr- jump man. around trees. That's what you did as a kid, didn't you? Toby Maguire, man. I, I'd have to say Batman. I've never been a big superhero person. Yeah. Um, I was Batman for Halloween when I was five, so I guess Batman. <laughs> yeah, billionaire only child. Yeah, I've seen. I haven't seen any of these Marvel movies. I don't know why. I'm just not just not interested. Yeah, you have to One be day. into them. Some yeah. people, some people are really into them. It's a lot of story. It's a lot of sitting. It's a lot of characters. A lot of characters. But I uh, know superheroes and supervillains, they're all billionaires and they're all You know who we are in that scenario where the where the the passerby is getting crushed by pieces of building. You don't have to be. You can you <laughs> That's can who we are. You can step up. I know you don't have enough money to be Batman, but you can go hang out with some spiders, see if the right one bites you. Just go get some radioactive spider bites. Um but yeah, I don't know. I guess if okay, if in your world then Elon Musk is taking over Twitter and he's he's a super villain, then we need a superhero. Who's going to be the hero? Who's going to take out Elon Musk? Who, yeah, I don't know. A, I don't... Another person in the spotlight. Are you thinking of someone? Are you trying to get me to say a name? Who I'm do you trying have to get in mind? you to say one. Don't turn into my question. Tom DeLong. <laughs> no. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be because he does have access to foreign metals, foreign. Uh, he's talked to aliens, I believe. Maybe <laughs> they will give him what he needs to, to become a superhero. To, he's talked to people who have talked to aliens. He was a poor punk rock skateboarder, uh, played in a punk rock band. You know, he comes from that background. Like I said, anyone with, yeah. He's got I, some money now, though. So he's got enough money to become a superhero. Maybe well, it is Tom DeLong. If Elon Musk is the enemy because he's bringing in the Neuralink and AI technology and all these humanoid things, I think the person that really we need to bring in is Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> he's the one who tried to stop this. The Unabomber? <laughs> the Unabomber. Don't yeah. you remember when we talked about it? I love the Unabomber. You know. know this. He's a hero of mine. <laughs> there you go. Maybe you, maybe you can be the superhero we need, Tyler. You, you got to take up Elon like, Musk's Nero uh, like before no, it takes I over. I feel like I'd be on the team, like helping build bombs for the superhero that would work in the right way. I could do that, but uh, not. I couldn't be the. You don't want to be like the sidekick too. You can I just be a sidekick. Be a sidekick. Like, like he can at least come up. With I that. would t- if Tom DeLonge came to me and said, "Hey, I need you to build some bombs so we can blow up Elon Musk." I'd probably be down. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, again, uh, the FBI is probably listening to this. <laughs> I'm just joking. These are jokes. Right. This is a comedy-based podcast. Yeah, we should probably just move on from this anyways. Yeah. I, don't, I don't trust Elon Musk or any of those fucking creepy billionaires I think he's, that go to space. He's almost won me over a couple times, but you're right. I don't trust Elon Musk either. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some some alien news potentially. Uh, but anyways, Harvard scientist Avi Loeb, who's famous, he talked about the Amuamua uh, structure that was the what? Remember the Amuamua? Say it slower. Amuamua. Slower. Amuamua. What's the Amuamua? <laughs> it's, it's an interstellar object they spotted on the edge of our solar system, shaped like a cigar. It came in, slowed down. And it sped up, sped up again as it left our solar system. And it was not part of any orbit, any known orbit. Uh-huh. Just checking so, things out. Good, good year blimp. So it was considered the first interstellar object seen from Earth uh, and detected. Like something from outside our solar system, from deep space, came right. in. Um, and his big theory it was that it could have been some kind of alien craft or some kind of probe or some kind of just... Could have been anything from like a, a mother ship okay. to uh, some kind of fuselage shot off from a much bigger ship. But either way, he thinks it's too much of a mysterious craft to be something artificial. So okay, but apparently this has been uncovered. Uh, there's been classified documents covering this up for some reason that an interstellar object crashed into the ocean over Papua New Guinea. Uh, okay. Uh, when is this? I don't know when year it was. It was like back in like 2014 or something. But they kept the, they kept it under wraps for a while. Oh uh, yeah, 2014. Okay. And on the same thing, they it came from deep space. The the trajectory it was on it had no known orbit. It was going like insanely fast. And it, whatever it crashed into the earth, like it, it wasn't like big enough to destroy anything. But it, they think it left debris somewhere. So they're going to be sending out like a like boats and scuba divers to go look for this fucking thing. Okay. And they're not saying it's not aliens. <laughs> they're just saying it's a bizarre thing from interstellar space that struck the Earth. What else could it be? I know. Why are they keeping it a mystery? Why Why did it only come out now? So he's putting together a team to go look for it. This guy's a real fucking superhero. They go find it? Yeah. Like where do they? where could it be? They have a pretty good area of uh, understanding of where it landed. It's like somewhere in the in the Pacific. Did it crash? It crashed in the water. Crash into the water. So they're gonna look for so it. They're in gonna the water. get like James Cameron submarines and go down there and look at. Yeah, they'll probably bring James Cameron too. <laughs> Alien yeah. and underwater. I feel like he's the one that could like really uh, finance all these missions. He probably has some cash, eh? Yeah, like remember when there's that one about. It looked like they found the Millennium Falcon at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. It was like this crazy... What was it? Crazy UFO disc-looking thing. But they're like, oh, it's probably not that. But when they finally went down there to check it out, it was like this bizarre structure. Like pillars and stuff. like Kind of like Stonehenge, right? Oh. It was like stacks of rocks. Lost City of Atlantis type shit. And it was just weird. They're getting weird readings from it. And they had like all their... uh, like cameras and things were like malfunctioning and nothing okay. was working right. And they only had enough money to go down there once. But like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like These are expensive expeditions. They are. And most of these expeditions are being sent out to look for treasure. Like literally. Because they're like it's... Human treasure too. Human like treasure. old pirate treasure. Yeah, like stuff. sunken Spanish ships with like... 
gold coins. That's a real thing. But if you think like, I always say eighty-two percent, but I don't know if that's the actual number of um, percentage that the Earth is covered in water. Can you look that up for me, just so I know <laughs> how much? Uh, how much? Of the Earth is covered in water. A lot of it, right? It's yeah. covered in water. We'll so if alien spaceships crash here, they're probably at the bottom of the ocean. And there's all those reports of the alien spaceships going in and out of the water, yeah. and in and out of lakes, and in and out of... Uh, yeah, if they're here and they want the to hide, Coast. and it doesn't matter what kind of atmosphere they're If they in. can live, if they have the technology that... Like, most of our technology doesn't like water we're just recently figuring out technology that like phones like up until like a year ago you couldn't put a phone underwater no, and a, now they're starting to figure out how, fighting the physics of water to try so spaceships probably have that figured out so they probably do hide in the ocean but i'm sure something goes wrong you know great white comes takes out your spaceship well if you look at the theories of what they think the propulsion system is it's all anti-gravity they're basically creating their own gravity field so the water, air doesn't affect it at all. Doesn't doesn't. So they don't care friction. if they're in water or in air. Yeah, that's why they can do a ninety degree turn because inside nothing's moving. Nothing's You're just changing. sitting here, right? Everything on the outside. That's what always fucked me up about Star Trek too. Yeah, they'd be going fucking light speed and they'd just be sitting there talking to each other. Coffee doesn't even ripple. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's all Star Trek technology. Well, that's what we're trying to get. But like, what if they're just living in these underwater cities? That you're describing yeah atlantis i don't think that's an underwater alien no, that's city. a lost that's a lost civilization for sure yeah but yeah it's they're they're down there it's they're probably easier to detect if they're up in the atmosphere rather than under the ocean exactly so we got satellites we've got cameras constantly pointed up at the sky and down from the sky which we do catch footage of this shit all the time we don't understand the ocean though james cameron's trying to understand the ocean but we don't understand the ocean we know how deep it actually is yeah, we kind of do there's spots though <laughs> yeah i bet you there's spots i think we found some of the and then sometimes spots. like those alien looking fish come up and stuff they, every time every now and again some fish will walk up on shore that we've never seen before with light bulbs on their heads and shit yeah it's it could be aliens it could be alien life forms that have got lost at sea and now they live underground and <laughs> in water makes sense under the sea i want to believe it and you want to believe it too i want to believe it everyone should just believe that and we'll all get along that's when there won't be well, any hate speech when we all believe that the aliens are here and we should try to eat them that'll bring us together if we try to eat them fish are delicious <laughs> so we should eat whatever we can pull from the ocean that's not good. It doesn't. We're gonna run out of food sooner or later, right? I know we are. In fact, my cousin too—he's a lobster fisherman. And then the off-season is into mackerel fishing. This year they won't let anyone do mackerel fishing. They're done, like that's because not they're good. underpopulated. Yeah. yeah, and that's like the key source of food for so many animals in that area too. So it's just like leave the mackerel alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, humans were eating everything. Yeah, still, he's still pulling lots of lobsters out though, eh? Yep, oh, lots oh, of lobsters. Oh, That's Freddy. what we're going to be eating. Got, this will slide into our next story oh, here. Little bugs. Bugs our, of the sea. Our favorite trashy news organization, the Daily Star. Uh, world will run out of food in 27 years, according to Chilling Doomsday Prediction. These people, have they been listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hot stuff. Scientists have issued a terrifying warning and have said that the world could be left starving without any food in just over two decades, yeah. according to a chilling doomsday countdown. Who's making the countdown? 
don't know. Um, so yeah, 27 years from now, what year is that? It's like uh, 2049 or something like yeah, that. We'll suck at math. Yeah, we're in 2022. So this is yeah, like 2049, and this is the prediction if we keep increasing our population and keep depleting the Earth's resources, we're just going to get to this point where we literally can't make food for each other anymore. <laughs> you mean the Big Macs are going to run out? Big Macs are gone. Big Macs Everything. are gone. How many years till Big Macs are gone? Until fast food chains just stop? I give that in five years. <laughs> That's a, No. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's some people that got 10-year leases on well, once places. We, once we pass through this uh, food shortage uh, we're going to go through... Um, everyone's gonna kind of reevaluate what they eat and what they do. There's no. I went through a McDonald's drive-through at 4 a.m. the other day. That shit's it was getting expensive. Loaded, but yeah. there was 25 cars there. Waited, <laughs> waited for too long. It was the only yeah, thing to get. Worth it, man. If you're hungry at four in the morning, I'm not gonna go and find a tomato. You should <laughs> bring your flashlight. Go up to the field. That is probably the best time to rob people's gardens. Yeah. I don't know why you're not robbing more people's gardens. Well, it's also April. Nothing's fresh. So, sociobiologist Edward Wilson explained we could, we would need two planet Earths to feed the current need, adding there are limits to Earth's capacity to feed humanity. I believe that. And basically, we're going to get to this crazy threshold where even if we all decide, oh, we're going to become vegetarians, not enough vegetables, yeah. not enough anything. Unless you're doing it yourself and you're making a supply that's good for you, we have to become selfish in that way. We can't rely on grocery stores and we can't rely on fast food lines. Yeah. So we have to start increasing like these lab-grown food like we talked about with the World Economic Forum. This is close to their goal. Remember their big list of their predictions for 2030? One was like lab-grown meat and like yeah. 3D printed organs. It's like yeah. that's what we're going to be eating. Maybe. That's what the rich people will be eating. We'll be starving. But this is only if the population continues to increase and increase. And there's been a lot of research showing that our population is going way down. And will show signs of going down. And it doesn't feel like it because there's people Just because people everywhere. are having less kids, though. People are having less kids. People are becoming less fertile um, due to, like, Various reasons, pollution, credit, credit and plastics, and our, shit. Credit cards in our cum. Yep. Uh, yeah, having less kids, having no kids. People are dying too. Yeah. Old people. Yeah. And other people. Less people are being replaced. So even right. Elon Musk, he's one who worries that Earth's population is going to get drop drastically. Well, if the death rate goes up and the reproduction rate goes down, we might level this thing out. I think so. And if you want to put on your tinfoil hats, that's what everyone thinks this vaccine thing is, right? Everyone thinks we're getting jabbed. They can level us so out. It'll slowly kill us in like nine years. And eh. So all that's left are billionaires and fucking anti-vax people. Like, kill me well, anyways, if that's the case. We're about to start seeing the effects because babies are being born that have been conceived with... Uh, yeah. The, the devil vaccines in both their parents. Yeah, and... Crazy I'm things are happening. I'm all for the vaccine. Though, Absolutely, way. but cra <laughs> crazy things are going to happen with something new like this. Yeah, and like see. people are in such denial. Like you can both agree that <laughs> vaccines are good and they help, but they're also causing bizarre things in people. Same as the virus itself. Maybe the virus itself is doing bizarre things. But that's just humans react to things. We're we're bio or biology or chemicals like we're, we're you're gonna react to any chemical that goes in your system differently than the person next to you yeah and like a lot of these it's like 
I forget the one big thing they're worried about in kids and like every once in a while you see like one news story it's like girl had to get her legs cut off because of blood clots because of vaccines and like they make it seem like this is happening everywhere yeah. and it's not kids growing three dicks and stuff but no I I think it's weirder what's happening when people get COVID and start getting the long COVID that one's just seems so freaky I guess I've reading about that yeah which makes me think I had it because like you probably did, man. My whole body's sore all the time lately, and yeah. like I've just had brain fog. Have you done Since... tests lately? You've done tests. Oh yeah, all the time. And I'm, I've never, never come up, never have it. But who knows? I could have had it last year. I felt who like knows? I fell down a well. Fell down a well. An elevator. Did <laughs> Lassie come and save you, or what? Somebody did. An elevator. Sh- and you, you watched? Uh, is this pie or is this cake? I watched the most confusing show. That's how I knew I was sick. It's funny. I like baking shows. I'm a I'm a wholesome boy at heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about a wholesome story then. Yeah. A trainer at Racehorse both both test positive for meth. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine just buckling down with your racehorse (laughs) and doing a bunch of meth. (laughs) Got a big race today. Yeah. Yeah. Bump for you, bump for me. Does she even really need the meth? The horse is doing all the work. I feel like it's just a meth. Yeah, the trainer must just like meth. The horse is the one who needs it to run better. Yeah, so they've both been banned from racing after methamphetamine was found in both their systems after a successful race. So they did well in that the race. That is funny. That that's like that is a short film or something. Like they they win the race. Yeah. And then it's just like they find out that they're both on fucking speed. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm sitting in the horse stable like, bump for you, bump for me. <laughs> both Snort, just missing, snorting fucking meth. Missing teeth, both of them. <laughs> just fucking. It's like, you want to make some crafts? Let's make some crafts. It'd be an epi- episode of BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Write a spec script for that show that doesn't exist anymore. I think that show's over now. Yeah, I think so. That's why I said it doesn't exist anymore. But Rochelle Lockett received a three-year disqualification. So she'll be allowed back in three years. Yeah. For the racing and The horse will board. be dead by then <laughs> from a meth overdose. But they said, but if she can stay off the drug for 18 months, she might be allowed to saddle up again. So How many months fair. did they give the horse to get off the drug? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They just might have put him to pasture. <laughs> just just horse rehab. So the test came after B. Flexi, which is her horse's name, B. Flexi. I love horse names. So Ever just stupid. go down to the track to read some names? Yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They're all smoking meth. Probably. It's a so, meth sport, probably. So one, after it won its race, uh, it, it, it earned over $6,000. Uh, the horse was swabbed after the win, and when the results came back, it later showed that it had meth in its system. So... They don't. The locket doesn't know how it happened. Oh, it she got claims, into it. Got into her stash. Yep. She claims to uh, have smoked meth just two days prior on her birthday. It was birthday meth. <laughs> yeah. Party. Uh, but she claims she she did not uh, allow the horse to ingest any of the meth. Mm. I don't know about this. So she was smoking it. So she could have exhaled. She's next fifty to the horse. years old too. Fifty. Your fiftieth birthday. Drug addicts so like, are all ages, man. Is it a thing amongst the junkie Drug, community? <laughs> Drugs are an all-age event. I know, but you just don't think... In New Zealand, too. People do drugs everywhere, man. <laughs> horses. With their horses. She probably was just smoking meth in her horse stable, 
exhaled, and then the horse breathes them in. Yeah. But she... You think if they didn't catch her, she would just keep doing this and keep winning races? Yeah. They should just have a, a horse meth racing league. Just imagine how fast that would be. That would be pretty cruel. I Maybe not. <laughs> giving horses meth and watching them race? Giving jockeys It's bad meth. enough that they're just racing these animals still. Well, like maybe this is an epidemic amongst jockeys, all of them taking meth. It would make horse racing that much more entertaining, knowing these guys are just all fucking iced up. <laughs> just I feel around. like I have heard that the horse racing community does like to party. I think if it, I don't think I'm making that up. I think I've heard that before. That it's like a lot of drinking, a lot, a lot of, of partying. Might as well, man. Uh, Look at your life. Look how is it? Then is it? It's is a week, it all short. It's a well. It's a weekend sport, right? Usually, it happens at weekends at casinos or horse tracks, right? Like, yeah. It's a gambling sport. It's there's ad there's addicts in it for sure. It's an addiction thing. Like people are addicted to horse racing and horse gambling. Yeah. Like it's an addict thing. So I wouldn't be surprised. And they all got smaller frames and bodies, so it probably hits them harder. Like, you, you're built like a jockey. You could be a jockey, I think. Not with these bowed legs. <laughs> no. Or maybe it already looks like I'm sitting on a horse. I don't exactly. Know. You're built You're built to ride a horse, Tyler, or at least, uh, a, at least a donkey. I rode horses when I was a kid a little bit. I know. Uh, we have footage of it. <laughs> <laughs> there is footage of it that we've spliced into... Yeah, there's an Easter egg to go find out in the wild, people. Go look for Tyler riding a horse. I know exactly where it is. Look for whale pranks. Whale pranks. It's not even on a whale pranks video. Well, it is probably too, but it's also the intro to a Cerebral Scrub music video. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's true. Oh, well, anyways, good good luck. Good luck for the next... Uh, hopefully yeah. this horse gets but back look, on its the, feet. The ad at the bottom is so you can go bet on horse racing. You just <laughs> like love racing dot New Zealand. So now yeah, you know yeah, these yeah, horses yeah. are on meth. You go, gotta come see them. Come drop, come drop a few thousand dollars betting on horses. I hope this horse cleans itself up, uh, gets itself together. Yeah, I um, hope so too. One with another fun animal story, just because. Just because. See, we love animals over here Absolutely. at the We're Doing Podcast. Well, let me scroll. I can't open the story. Oh, no. What's it about? Give me what you read uh, earlier. Basically, there's a missing persons case in the States. Um, they were looking for this person for over a year. They were missing for a year. Uh, when they were given a tip to uh, inspect this person's yard, right. they did so. Uh and while doing so, the the neighbor's duck was uh, being chased around by its owners. It was like a pet duck. And it ran under this person's trailer. So when the cops went to help him go under there, they noticed some suspicious happenings under the trailer. And just dug down. Sure enough, they found the missing body. <laughs> the duck led them to All the missing to body? The duck. The duck is a... The duck's on the case. Give that duck a raise. It's a body-sniffing duck. That's probably yeah. what it was. Bring them down to the sheriff's department, give them a raise, give them a little jacket. Well, they I remember then they did say at the top of the article, if we could give this duck an award, we could. We or would. we would. <laughs> and it's like, why can't you? That's not hard. You can get it you made You can up. make an award for the duck. He's not going to care. He's a duck. Yeah. But the, like, you actually think this duck knew there was a body there and was sniffing it out? or just Oh, no. No. Pure... Pure hiding under the trailer to get away from the people yeah, that are chasing pure it. coincidence. But it's fine, kind of funny that a duck led them to a body. <laughs> did you eat that duck at that bar the other night? I did have duck wings. They were delicious, eh? They were really good. They were I felt, really good. I felt kind of guilty because I like ducks a lot, but I also like chickens. 
I met chickens recently. Yeah, My chicken. cousin's got chickens. I got to hold them. Eating meat's getting harder and harder. Yeah, once you meet the meat, it's it's a little you harder. You can't meet the meat. Can't meet the meat. But I like ducks too. But uh, those ducks were delicious that we ate the other night. Yeah, they're they're goofy. They're they're funny animals. They they're only funny because fucking Disney and Warner Brothers told you they were funny. Because <laughs> Daffy Duck is one of the funniest Looney Tune characters, and Donald Duck. Is hilarious in the Disney's version. I feel like real ducks are funnier than those They're ducks. They're pretty funny. Ducks, ducks funny. laugh. Out, they, they literally laugh. You ever heard ducks laugh? Yeah, well, that they, they are. Yeah, you're right. They have, they're a funny animal. Jason Alexander had that goof. show. That, that's, that's how, what you just read was an episode of that Jason Alexander show. Yeah? Duck Man. He was a duck sniffing detective. Oh, I remember Duck Man. Yeah, he's a duck detective. That's Jason Alexander crazy From, uh seinfeld all right uh pretty much out of stories here what other ducks the ducks were huge in our childhood too. dark wing duck fucking duck tails like mighty ducks mighty ducks <coughs> wow we really did go through a duck phase in the 90s the early 90s was full of duck entertainment for Just young duck boys propaganda hilarious though like you said that's why i think but you're right ducks are funny on their own somebody figured that out early on though they didn't do the same with chickens no I mean, chickens does chicken run, run? And yeah. like, there's uh, what's that one? There's another cartoon with like that rooster. He's like a rock and roll guy, rock and rooster, rock a uh, rock a doodle, I think. Rock a doodle. He was like an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, but I guess the good more, movie. Like the more you make chickens cute, that's not good for the chicken industry, right? Yeah. Chicken Run. They're trying to escape the hens so they don't turn into chickens. Um, for on someone's plate. Yeah, ducks. <clears throat> ducks were very malleable, malleable. That's me trying to. That was word humor. <laughs> Ducks are malleable. Malleable mallards. Malleable mallards. <laughs> well, Tyler, this is a. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up. It's been a good episode. Well, yeah, we're fucked. Man. Lots to talk we're about, fucked. guys. We're Follow good. us on Twitter. Are we on Twitter? I don't even know. We are on, on Twitter. Twitter. Danny Melno runs it. He set it up. He set it up. Danny runs our Twitter. Well, we have a staff over here. <laughs> somebody, we, somebody, something got posted to our Facebook a couple weeks ago. And someone was like, oh, you posted this article and forgot to credit this person. And I was like, oh, please give credit to the person. We are all about giving credit where credit's due. Whoever wrote this article, yeah. give them credit. I'm like, we have a large staff over here. I don't even know who posted this. Yeah, it could have been anyone here, any of our interns. Yeah. I just post memes. Any right of there. the ducks and chickens that are working for us. Um, yeah. But if you if you see something on one of our feeds and you don't think credit's been given, please give credit where credit's due. Um, this show is all about how we're fucked. Yeah, because we're... media's part of that. Because we're doomed. Hold on, folks. We're doomed.